And welcome in to another edition of 30 Rack of Sports. It is Sunday, December 20th. Guys, big day of sports in, this, in the state of Ohio. Um, NFL going on, potentially a big day for Cleveland oh, as far the as Jets the playoffs go. Sorry, I just, we're, we're watching football as we're going. The, yeah, I mean, the, the Jets, Jets are beating are the Rams right 10. now. Something uh, weird is happening this yeah. weekend. but A wild weekend. College football playoff rankings came out today. Some A big weekend for college basketball. A whole lot going on. But first, guys, into the intros. Of course, the Alabama of this podcast. The strength, the muscle, the talent. Of course, I am Greg. And Gross. to my right, a guy similar to Ohio State. Never quite lives up to expectations, <laughs> but gets the job done nonetheless. It's the the takes, the comments. It's Zach. Zach, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty fucking good, man. Considering, you know, I mean... Ohio State's in the playoff. Pal. They're in the playoff, and uh, you know, we won one. We won a natty for once in a while. So whoa, we actually whooped your ass. Whoa, 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 yeah. And not to get too testy, but to my right, a guy who tried to left. get this podcast started. To your left. To my left, a guy who <laughs> got a little bit of a false start on this episode, trying to get things started a little bit too early, like the Cincinnati <laughs> offensive line all of last night. It's a guy on the ones and twos. It's Josh. Josh, how are we doing today? It's okay. I'll make up with it for 29 threes attempted. Jeez. Uh, None made. Uh, <laughs> four. 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 Eight. 29. Plus four. 20, plus 24 turnovers. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. We are the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basketball-wise, that Josh is. Josh is good for a few turnovers. I'm Football-wise, football-wise. Champions. We get yeah. to champions in every sense of the word, and we'll we'll get it. Except for that. college football playoff. We yeah, we'll, we'll, get all, we'll get into all that. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. But first, guys, to get through this show, to get through the pain and agony of the Bearcats not making it to the college football playoff. How about the clumsiness of this intro that you did? Just botched the whole way. He's coming. I said it. one. I like, said left instead like, of right. It's like 2014 Alabama just getting run over. Ezekiel is just running all day. Yeah, how is he doing now, pal? Oh, beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's cool. And our beer of the week comes from our pals in Akron, Ohio, Ooh. guys. Comes from Thirsty Dog Brewing Company. It is the 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale. This 8% ABV Christmas Ale by the uh, Akron Run Thirsty Dog. Available mid-October through the end of the year in six-pack form. This uh, beer has some holiday spices of honey, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and Santa's secret recipe, guys. We'll have our Christmas ale episode coming out a week from this episode right. that you're listening to now, and you'll find a lot of history about the Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas ale. And Thirsty Dogs, 12 Dogs of Christmas, comes from a former brewer of the Great Lakes really? Christmas ale. Oh. Um, what this one does is take a different approach on that Great Lakes Christmas ale 
and kind of spices things up and kind of kicks things up to another notch. And I think that's what you find here is it's, a, I would say, extremely, is the word I would use, an extremely yeah. flavorful Christmas ale. So when you look for, you know, your really spiced stuff, if you're not so much into the craft beer scene, you might not like this one as much. If you really enjoy your Christmas ales and the whole tradition of the thing, you're going to really enjoy this one. It's got a lot to it. It I, is. It's I a mean, nice Untapped color. has almost a four-star rating. Mm -hmm. in yeah, that's rare to 40, have 40,000 ratings. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, sample size of that big and that good of a rating is rare. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I agree. It's very good. It's, uh, it's what you expect when you open up a Christmas ale. Um, right on point. I uh, but I agree. I, if you're not a big, uh, you're not into the spices and different. Like a lot of people don't like nutmeg. Let's be real. Yeah, people don't like that. Uh, if you don't like it, yeah, you're you probably won't be a fan. But um, again, this gets me in the holiday mood. I'm ready to go watch some Christmas movies right now and sit by a fire roasting chestnuts. Well, Angels, you've also got. I mean, we're talking about dogs here. And woof, 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 woof. apparently we've got a dog sitting to your right greg uh but i mean we've got the dog pound <laughs> getting ready to go tonight right so you I'm gotta get the it. dog pound ready for prime time but these 12 dogs of christmas as we are just a week away from christmas if you look at the can here you've got your uh your Dalmatian, your your Beagle, your Schnauzer. Uh, oh, we're breaking down the, the, the picture. I mean, yeah, look at you got your your pit bull in there. Yeah, uh, I got a couple pitties myself. Uh, hey, Ray loves little, my pit bull. We got a little schnoozle dog on the hood of the truck here. I mean, it's all merry and joyous here on look, the Twelve Dogs of Christmas Ale. Who doesn't love dogs unless it's one specific pit bull of Zach? So that's really what Brutus we loves you. He thinks you're best friends and. Brutus is the best, and he's a thirsty dog. But he's he's a thirsty bitch. There is <laughs> there is no better twelve thirsty dogs of Christmas than the twelve dogs on this bottle, and the That's many great. flavors of the twelve dogs of Christmas. Yeah, ale. we'll we'll be and, sure to enjoy it through the rest of the show. Uh, shout out to Thirsty Dog Brewing Company in Akron, Ohio. Their twelve dogs of Christmas ale. Before the committee made their decisions, there were two championships to be played. At noon on Saturday, the Buckeyes got off to a slow start versus Northwestern, trailing at halftime 10-6, but finally leaned on a record-setting day by running back Trey Sermon, who had over 330 rushing yards, to lead the Buckeyes to yet another Big Ten title. In Cincinnati, the Bearcats certainly showed some rust after a 28-day layoff between games with over 40 yards in pre-snap penalties, but were able to hold on against Tulsa, securing a 27-24 victory thanks to a last-second field goal by Cole Smith. When the college football rankings came out, rough day for, for the Bearcats, finding their way out of the top six, but securing a Peach Bowl bid versus Georgia on January 1st. The Buckeyes, on the other hand, got the luckier end of the stick, getting into the college football playoff as the number three seed. They will face number two Clemson in the college football playoff. On the college hardwood, the Buckeyes were able to bounce back from a midweek loss to Purdue thanks to the return of EJ Liddell to take down the UCLA Bruins 77-70. The number 20th ranked Buckeyes are now 6-1 on the season, but face a tough test as number 19 Rutgers comes to Columbus on Wednesday. In Cincinnati, it's been a long week 
as the Buckeyes or as the Bearcats drop both games this week, including getting pummeled by Georgia in Athens on Saturday night. The Cats look to break a three-game losing streak Tuesday in Orlando versus the UCF Knights. And those are your OH headlines. And we are on to our worst of the week, where we talk about the worst parts of the week. And the worst this, of the worst. The worst. This one is pretty easy, guys. We're talking about the college football playoff committee. An absolute abomination to the country, to college football, okay. to the podcast. Jeez. All right. I don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> We're talking about the worst. We'll start with you, Josh. What is your words to describe the worst of the week in the college football committee? Uh, I, wanna, I want you guys to understand I'm upset and our listeners are upset. I've got a lot of one-word descriptions of how we would describe this, and we will get to them when we get into a broader discussion on this. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, sure. Uh, But I would say my worst of the worst for the committee is just the way they handled the group of five. One of my just personal pet peeves as a person is when people sugarcoat things. And it's for the committee to put Cincinnati, and I'm and I know as she me decked out in Cincinnati stuff. I don't want to put my bias in here, and I'll say that. Oh, it's seeping. The committee got it almost right. I will say the college football playoff. I can agree with as those the top four teams. As much as I want Cincinnati to be in there, as much as I could make arguments for anything else, I could also make plenty of arguments that the committee got it right. But to put Cincinnati down at number nine. Eight. Two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going back. Oh, I'm sorry. Going back You're going back. Ago. All right. To put them at number nine when they hadn't played, and then to put Iowa State ahead when they had lost to Louisiana. To put Florida still ahead in a the group final of five rankings. team, Louisiana. To put Florida at number seven when they had lost to Louisiana State. My problem is, is that the worst thing the college football playoff committee does is they put teams like Cincinnati at number six or number seven at some point uh, about a month ago mm-hmm. and then what they don't play and then these other teams that have these losses to a group of five Louisiana or, or have barely beaten Vanderbilt by only five points they get to continuously move up whereas Cincinnati if they had suffered that kind of loss or barely squeaked out a win like that against a <clears throat> Vanderbilt team it would be held against them for the rest of the season like they were saying in the college football playoff selections show, if the Bearcats had started one and one or one and two, we wouldn't have heard about them the rest of the year. Yeah. And that, I think, is the biggest atrocity here, is that the committee will put the Bearcats at what, the, what was the high point? Number seven? Seven. Number seven. But then they'll knock them down to number nine and put these teams like Florida, who got their butts kicked at home by LSU, uh, you put teams like Iowa State, who got their butts kicked at home by Louisiana, not LSU, Louisiana Lafayette. Oh yeah, the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns. Sun Belt. Like at at a certain point, and I hate to be one of those people that's like, oh yeah, go and make your own playoff. But the worst thing about the committee to me is that they just aren't straightforward about what this is. 
quit putting group of fives up there if they're not going to make it in. Yeah, I'm happy that we got the Bearcats got the Peach Bowl and have the opportunity to prove themselves against an SEC school. That's great. Punk Georgia. I hope they will. I hope they kick the doors down. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Especially, especially it being Georgia at the Peach Bowl in yeah. Atlanta. And granted, you won't have the you Luke Fickle's got all the motivation on his side. But you better go down there and up. break the doors down. Oh yeah, because this is just ridiculous. What do you do at this point? Yeah, no, sorry, I took I wanna, up a lot of time. You're there. fine. You guys go. I want to jump in. I would rarely say this. I got the side by side the college football, you know, CFP rankings and the AP. Um, as uh, someone who's not a fan of the AP ever, besides a handful of teams, they got it right. Yeah, college football playoff. No, and what I'm gonna say is they have the top four the same rankings. At that point, top four doesn't even matter, right? Let me be on that. I hate Texas A&M. I think since I whooped Texas A&M ass, but let's give them five. Fine, whatever. Give them five. After that, though, what they did? They moved Oklahoma, two-loss team, up to six in the college football. You see six in the AP. That sounds about right. They should be five or six, in my opinion. That's no doubt. Indiana and the AP is seven. College football, 11. Indiana should be a top 10 yeah. team. Florida, they have 8-3 and three Florida as the 7th ranked team. That's absurd. That's the one that's just um, to me. Then they have, you know, APS Oklahoma, which is where they have Cincinnati. They called for about 8. Coastal Carolina at 9. I'm fine with that. Yeah. They're 11-0. I'd be fine with that. Over a 7-2 Georgia, who has looked atrocious all year. And that's another thing you could say is the worst of the worst, is that we've gotten to the point where the AP poll is more correct than the College Football Playoff Committee. Oh, it's yeah. That's like my opinion. You, you set out to be better and correct this AP poll BCS thing and now that makes a little bit more I don't, sense I than don't this buy. It does. human thing. It made way more now. their top 10 makes way more sense. Then you have Florida at 10 at 8 and 3. That's fine. And then Georgia, Iowa State, uh, BYU. Um, I think both polls got Northwestern wrong in my opinion. I think they should probably be like 12th in my opinion. Um, they played a hell of a game. We'll get into that more later but uh Otherwise, though, they, they hit the nail on the head, the AP, and that, that's rare. I hate the – anybody knows me, I hate the AP poll. I say it's bullshit, but I, hey, it's the kind of hard to argue playoff, with I, I can't find the arguments here. I don't, I, I don't know what we're doing. Greg, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the worst of the worst from the committee this season? So my biggest thoughts on the committee is a little bit higher up where it just comes from the inherent – thought that the committee is rigged to begin with mm. so you have a bunch of power five commissioners picking teams i don't like that to the fact have. where when a team say like an ohio state makes the college football playoff it's roughly five hundred thousand dollars per college for the big ten right for the big ten yep which is they split which is yeah which is a big deal because that's a Maybe a nutritionist, an extra strength trainer, something to help out. Maybe a little extra, you know, crisper to right. the recruiting or something. Right. That's that's a big deal. Five hundred thousand dollars, big deal. Yeah. So when you have people that are straight up have something to gain from putting their own teams in, it's inherently biased. And it's inherently biased to the fact that you will never get the best four teams in. You will get the best four teams that the committee thinks they can put in. Right. And honestly, a lot of these years, you've gotten terrible 
semifinal games. And that's oh, yeah. completely... And always one, there's always been one game that's been awful. Oh, yeah. right? there, there's always been that's one. That's been completely on the committee. To the fact where they put teams in based on the money that they can earn and based on the money the college football yep. can earn and based on the money that their conferences can earn and not based on the top four teams. I mean, should I went to one of those games as an Ohio State fan... I say should not have been in that playoff. So and they got whooped. But yeah. I mean, there's always one every year, right? Yeah. So until they get to the point where they will put the best four teams, regardless of who they are, what they look like, what conference they're in, this committee will be garbage, and at least one playoff game will be garbage. They need it. And they will hurt the viewer from having to watch one fucking blowout every year. Here's my thing, and we talked about this earlier. I. I'm a proponent of the eight. Let's do the fucking eight. First of all, it makes their job easier, right? Yeah, that's my thing. It you makes get their the five so power fives, get automatic bids, and then you give yourself some wiggle room to put three additional yeah, teams. Yeah, one, maybe one G5 team, and then it's just two random other teams. That's and what I mean. If, you, if you're left out as one of the other two teams, you go, well, we should have won our conference. Like, there's Once not you like get a whole past, lot of no offense. Anybody would tell you, look, you're year. Once you get past eight, you didn't have a shot. Even eight's probably stretching it slightly. Right. You're still probably gonna have a shitty game. And we'll, you know what I mean in right. there. But that's enough. Once you get past, if you can't get ranked eighth, you had no shot. And we'll get our first our first conversation today after this segment is going to be more about you know the Buckeyes and the Bearcats and where Ohio fits into all this and everything. But then later in the show, we're going to talk about just the college football playoff in general, some yeah. of our favorite bowl games, and we're going to talk about. How do we fix this playoff, and how do we make it more inclusive? Because you're right, Zach. Like, their job is difficult. It you is, it, think they want to make their job a little bit easier and it, a little bit more inclusive. No, because yeah. there's so much money to be had. No, there, there is. There right. is. You're right. But I think right. there's a lot of money in the eight game, and it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get there, in my opinion. It's going to get there. Are they going to drag it out longer, or are we just going to fucking man up and just do it? Right. FCS does it. They do a full 16-team playoff, right? Yeah. 16, yep. right? Yep. Jesus. Like, we, they can fucking do it. That's stupid. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to be talking about college football playoff the rest of the show. We'll re- revisit some old bets, but yeah, for the most part, buddy. we're sticking on this the rest of the way. Yep. So. Yeah, let us know at 30 Rack of Sports, what's the worst part of the playoff committee? Probably that they left UC out, but maybe something else. Talking a little bit of college football playoff, guys. The top four teams were announced earlier today by the playoff committee. Uh, it will be number one, Alabama, facing number four, Notre Dame, and number two, Clemson, versus number three, Ohio State. Uh, number five, Texas A&M, number six, Oklahoma, number seven, Florida, and number eight, the undefeated Cincinnati Bearcats. Zach, your Buckeyes check in at number three. Thoughts on the playoff committee and their rankings? Um, yeah, they didn't get it right. Like I, um, if you want to look, I like you have it up right now. Pull it up. Pull the rankings up. I think the AP got it right. I mean, the top four. Oh, not Brutus over. Uh, the top four is pretty much. That's correct. They both have those correct. But beyond yeah, Alabama, that, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's fair. Um. But beyond that, I, I mean, UC should at least be six, if not higher. Um, and I think the AP poll, maybe poll makes sense. And I hate the AP poll. I've always knocked the AP poll, but they got it right. 
the college football yeah. playoff poll makes no sense to me whatsoever beyond the top four. Um, I mean, just just to get the bias or non-bias out of the way, I think all three of us agree that you could make an argument that the college football playoff is correct this year. No. I mean, think you could make. You oh well, you could definitely make the the top four. Oh, top the top four. Yeah. Top four. I'm saying, four. The top four. I'm saying, I'm saying right. I don't think anybody's arguing the top, the, the top four. The top four. You could make that argument that yeah. it's correct. Beyond that, you got a lot of issues to look at. Florida lost to. Florida's a, a three loss team. That's all I needed to hear. They're not top that ten. Lost to LSU, and LSU lost to some bad teams this year. Yeah. Cincinnati has. Is that a zero in the last column? Josh, yeah. zero. Well, and here's the thing: Oklahoma lost twice. Is that a zero in the last column for Cincinnati? Did Oklahoma lose to some teams that they shouldn't have? The answer is yes. Yeah. Should they be a top six team? The answer is no. Well, and the thing that you bring up there, the zero in the loss column, and I've seen multiple national sports heads today say that the zero in the loss column is overrated. That <laughs> That's is, only this year that they've said that. Yeah, they would never like, say like, that otherwise. I've never ever heard that before. No. That going undefeated is overrated. What so kind it's of, better just, to just lose than that. win. Just think about that. Yeah, think about that. That we that people are on national platforms like ESPN and Fox Sports saying that being undefeated and having a zero in the loss column is overrated. It's what stupid. kind of what? It's what? stupid. It, it's it's bad. It's lazy. Well, we talk about this all the time, right? What do I hammer on all the time? I think the big time shows. It's lazy analysis. There's no depth to anything. They don't they watch the about. game, and they almost they seem don't watch football on the college football playoff selection show on ESPN. They almost seemed disgusted to even have to discuss the thought of Cincinnati and going up against that's Oklahoma. My point. These people get not paid. even in a not even in a semifinal game. Yeah. Just the thought of Cincinnati These playing Oklahoma. These people get Oklahoma paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Pay us hundreds of thousands of dollars. We'll give you uh unbiased opinions. We'll watch the games. I mean like we did today. Watch the games. We will yeah. watch what would what, what, we do today? We held each other accountable. Today we went back and we've spent plenty. We of went back and knocked each other for our stupid opinions. And right, said, you know, you're a moron. Now it's um, like I said. Besides the top four, they got it right, and I think with both the AP poll matching exactly the college football playoff, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I agree. Outside of that, I don't think uh, besides UC, which we've talked about, um, I think Indiana is a top ten team. I don't you know them being number eleven. I think it's atrocious. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you like I said, you have a three-loss Florida team who, in the AP poll, is 10th. Maybe 10th. I'll give them a little credit. I don't even know if they're 10th, but fine. I'll put them at 10. But I don't know how the, the college football playoff turns around and throws a three-loss Florida, a, a, two-loss Georgia, a two-loss Georgia team in the top. That's atrocious. What are you talking about? You lost three times. That's what An just, Iowa State team that lost to Louisiana Lafayette, a Sunbelt team, by more than two scores in the top ten. Yeah, and let's talk about you're talking about Iowa State too. That's do you guys want to hear what let's our, be our real about them. had to say? Yeah, asked, let's see what the listeners. I asked everybody. Saying. I asked our listeners to give us one word on how they felt about things. And this uh, is. I, I just want to preface. Probably a lot of these people are Ohio State fans. Ohio State got in, so this is just still what they're thinking. Even Ohio State getting in. Just knowing some of these fans, we're—I mean, this is a pretty—I feel like a diverse group of. But fans But that's my here. point, though. 
even Ohio State fans are like, uh, what the hell? Dave Olson says uh, ridiculous. No. Uh, Stephen Otto, audacious. Uh, <laughs> Seth Detler says a disgrace. Dean Lowry, predetermined. Bob Bushy, invitational. Uh, T Raw, you guys remember T Raw? T Raw, Traw, Traw says it's a facade. Sydney says it's corrupt. Sam says it's an inferiority complex, specifically with the Big Ten. I'm Whoa. Uh, uh, Matt Halcom, Speckledorfed. <laughs> Speckledorf. What is that? Uh, That's a Kentucky word. That is. Alec Lascola says it's un- unqualified. Uh, Greta Bushy says it's a dumpster fire, which I think is two words, but we'll, we'll allow it. Uh I'm going to go with just disrespectful because I just feel like, and not even from a Cincinnati standpoint, I feel like there are other teams in here, including the Indiana Hoosiers, that just were disrespected by this whole process. Oh, yeah. Look, I just, I want to ask random guy from California that doesn't give a shit about most of college football, maybe a USC fan. And I say, if you put Notre Dame versus Alabama, you're going to look at it and say, Alabama's going to kill them. That's an ass woman. I don't want to watch that game. If you put UC, you say, God, I really don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I tune in for the first quarter. Maybe they keep it close. Maybe they get their ass kicked. Who knows? I don't even want to get in the top four. I'm fine with the top four. That's fine. Um, That makes one of us. I think the other six spots in the top ten, which is very important, they, they, they just miss the ball completely. After that, if you want to give, I, I don't buy the A&M at five. I haven't bought it all year. Um, Jimbo Fisher can politic all he wants about it speaking and cry of, about it. Speaking but, of the number five, you know that's how many points they won. Uh, oh, I know. I don't. To I don't, Vanderbilt. I don't, to Vanderbilt. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Past midfield. I think I, I don't buy that. But let's put it this way: if you want to even throw them a bone buy an SEC bias and give them five, fine. But they still miss the ra- remaining five spots. And that, well, and that there's, there's, just pairings in, there's just pairings in here that are horrible. Like, you're telling me that Indiana Hoosiers have to go up against Ole Miss in their bowl game? They're going to whoop. Even without Mike Penix, they're going to whoop you're the shit me, out of Ole Miss. You're telling me the Chanticleers have to go up against... I mean, not, not, to dis, not to discredit Liberty, who... Coastal Carolina has to go up. Liberty's pretty garbage. Yeah, uh, yeah. Liberty's Hugh not Freeze. really played anyone. I, I'll give them they have a, a great record, but they haven't really played anyone. But, like, Indiana against Old Miss is come I on I think now. Indiana's going to whoop ass. I also think, um, honestly, the positive side for UC fans, they get to probably put a stomp in on an SEC school, and I, I love it. I hope so. I Because mean, Georgia I, is trash. Yeah, they I are mean, a trash. I mean, university we've been talking all, trash all year. They're just not a good. They've been overrated no. for at least two years now, and I'm hoping that the Cincinnati Bearcats can go down there and show them what's for. Because I, no, yeah, I think uh, they the will. The American is a Power Six conference. I agree. I agree. I bet UCF, I UCF started that movement. They're playing undefeated or once defeated the uh, BYU Cougars in the Boca Raton Bowl. And I think they'll handily win that game. They made a good performance in their major bowl, New Year's Six Bowl game when they were undefeated that season. Yeah. They paved the way for this. Cincinnati needs to finish the job and prove that this is a Power Six conference. It's a good conference. I think they will. I think they'll, they'll 
they'll dominate. Because I, I mean, we we know Georgia can't. Georgia has a great defense. Don't get me wrong; it's going to be a slugfest. But that's two defenses who are top notch. I think UC's offense has been uneven at times. I, I will give Devs Ritter this; he can make some things happen with his feet, with his arm. They'll do just enough. I think UC wins that football game. I don't. I don't. I would put money on that. Greg? I'm going to say something that might piss off my co-host. I'm going to say it completely honestly. You give me UC against any team except for Alabama and Clemson, I'm taking UC. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with you there. I saw Ohio State versus Northwestern. I'm taking UC. I saw Notre Dame against Louisville. I'm taking UC. This is a team I have watched every time they've played this is ridiculous this is a blight to college football this is a blight to the viewers this is a blight to everyone that has ever thought this is a fair system this is ridiculous i'm disgusted well and and to piggyback off that i mean you you look at you look at some of these bowl matchups coming up and it's like you think that at least one of them, and maybe even I'd say both of them, have a pretty good potential of being semifinal blowouts. Yeah, that's I, fair. I mean, they both have the potential for doing that. And you look at the, you know, people say, oh, the Bearcats don't deserve in because they it'll be a blowout and everything. There's been a blowout every single year of right. the college football. There's playoff. always been one. Yeah, You're right. There's, There's always, always one. been one. So it's been a blowout. Um, I'll go ahead and jump in. We'll we'll call it a guy kind of break down the uh, matchups here. Um, I'll start with the Ohio State. Um, Ohio State Clemson again. Uh, I hate Dabo Sweeney so fucking much. Oh, he, he um, has not done if anything, anything good for the If whole anything, situation. he's given them a bunch of poster board material because he's talked shit about them all year. Um, I think out of the top four, Notre Dame is the most lacking in talent. By far. By far. Um Ohio State has played most uneven. I think Ryan Day, what he did last year with his play calling, which is very loose, very free, very consistent, um, was amazing. And uh, <laughs> they got that game taken from them against Clemson. Whatever you want to say, they did last year. They should have been playing LSU, but that's beyond the point. They didn't win it. Um, this year, um, the play calling has been very uneven. A multitude of points, um, whether I was against Indiana or even Nebraska, there's just always been these three and out drives where they run the same play over and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, like no offense, they should have beat Northwestern, and I'll give all the, right. the credit do, in the world. They do sometimes get stuck in the mud. I'll give I'll give Northwestern all the credit in the world. That, those guys came out, they balled out, they didn't back down. They, they were, made a lot of mistakes too. I think no, they, they did. Put they up a lot more points than they did. They did, but no offense. If Ohio State had taken what any everybody and their mom would have thought, I mean, Trey Summer broke A. George's record, right? Three hundred thirty-one yards. Yeah. Um, that homeboy should have four hundred fifty yards minimum. They should have pounded the football, and they would have won by twenty plus points. They didn't. The play calling was atrocious. I didn't think um, Northwestern's play calling was amazing, so I think they should have put up 25 to 30 points. But, you know, that's just, you know, you can look through whatever lens you want to. I <laughs> they should have put up, a, you know, 40-plus points. They didn't. It was a bad play calling game. Um, 
I'll see what three weeks gives us. I'm yeah. confident, but I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not feeling good. It's going to depend on, you know, Malik Hooker missed the game. That was obviously missed because they threw Josh Proctor in there, who's more of a strong safety. They threw him yeah, in a free safety, and he missed a multitude of plays. I don't really understand what they're doing with the secondary. It doesn't seem like they really know. No. And I love Kerry Combs, and I think eventually <laughs> he'll not. be a very good defensive coordinator, but this is definitely one of those years where you're like, that's a lot of learning curve, and we're seeing yeah, it on I the mean, field. I don't doubt They're, they're playing guys. Northwestern's playing third and six, third and eight, and you got your corners playing 12 yards off. Well, my fucking God, what are they going to do? They're going right. to run quick outs and some post, you well, know, especially some that, stick that routes, and of, they get the play. Like, what are you going to do? That group of DBs is only playing, like, consistently one to two weeks at a time. So, well, I know, but I mean, but my so point what is, are you it's gonna, not a, what are you everybody do? keeps talking like, lack of talent. I was like, all those guys are five-star recruits. There's not lack no, of talent, no. it's a lack of coaching. You cannot, you, if there's one thing that Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State can never Never ever say to me yeah. is lack of talent. No, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm they get five that. star recruits. Right. If you ever, you can say lack of coaching. You can say no, lack of what, practice. Never lack. That's of talent. what I've been saying though. I I will make that argument every time. You you coach at Ohio State. I'm not saying fire Ryan Day, but no offense. You got out coached multiple times this year, much less last weekend. The Ohio State that game was ugly as fuck. Yeah. And you only won that game because you had more talent. You won a game against a bunch of three stars, huh? if that. I know. That's what I, I've been saying that all right. year, have I not? I've been right. saying, I've, everybody will say, oh, it's like a talent. No, it's not a lack of talent. Those guys are four and five star fucking recruits. Right. Your coaching doesn't make sense. And we saw it as an epitome of last weekend. I don't know. If you ask me right now. I would I would take the Clemson spread. I would take I would take the six and a half on Clemson or six points on Clemson. I would uh, take it. All right. Well, we'll get into the Clemson spread and a little bit more in our I'll second segment. I'll definitely take the Alabama spread. We're gonna talk spreads. We're gonna talk bowls. We're gonna talk a whole lot more in our second segment. Let us know who was the biggest team that got shafted in the college football playoff. Was it A and M? Was it Florida? Was it the Bearcats? Believe it or not. Let us know at Thirty Rack of Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, Zach's reciting of the con. Twelve Dogs at Christmas Ale. This beer's name sums up the idea of bringing the best together to celebrate. It is filled with seasonal flavors from generous amounts of toasted and caramel malts mixed with equally generous amounts of honey, cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. We feel it is the perfect libation filled with flavors of the season certainly has all the flavors of the season, Josh. I mean, the nutmeg, cinnamon, this definitely has all of the bases of uh, what you would consider your traditional Christmas ale. Yeah, it's got all the uh, all the cookie spices in there, the dark malty base of the Christmas ale, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just exactly what, you want it would, exactly what you would want it to be of a Christmas ale, plus dogs. Exactly. We're not allowed to talk about Santa secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, no, it does taste that very that well. That it that tastes that very that good. That We're not allowed to talk about Santa It does, Santa it does say <laughs> that there is some sort of Santa secret uh, sauce in there. I, I, have, I have theories. I don't know. If I'm, not allowed, I'm apparently not allowed to talk about the theories on the show, but... Uh, <laughs> 
It is very good. It, it does. It's a. It's a I like sale. the wiener dog. Uh, the wiener dog's a nice of touch. You do. The I'm uh, by that. The Dalmatian. Uh, the uh, Labradoodle. The Beagle. Uh, the Pitbull. Yeah. Dutch Hound. Throwing out some love to the pit which bulls. is also the wiener dog. Uh, but there's a lot of good dogs in here as well as, <laughs> as well as are they good dog good dog they're all good dogs the good dogs Brent good boy good yeah boy. they're good boys they're uh, <laughs> and this is a good Christmas ale I mean this is one that uh, I feel like you could take to your Christmas family and some might like it some might not if you're not yeah. too big into the craft beer scene you might think it's a, got a little too much flavor well, I going think, on like you mentioned if you give the whole six pack to zach he'll be having a good time oh yeah that for sure he'll uh, yeah definitely uh, I, I i definitely find it um you find the parallel and as josh noted and uh when we first were introducing the beer that uh the brewmaster you know guy who owns brewdogs he worked at uh Great Lakes, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, you certainly So get you definitely get spices. that parallel there to what they're um which is obviously the benchmark, the the top Christmas sale in the state. You 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 feel that in this and um yeah, it's delicious. I love it. I, I killed this thing. Like we did barely got through a segment and this was a, this was gone. So Ale brewed with honey and spices as it says on the bottle, and that is uh the trademark along with good times with good friends and good yep. dogs. Good. That is the trademark of the Ohio Christmas Ale. And yeah. that's what we're all about here for Christmas. Good times, good dogs, good beer. Thank you, you dogs. to 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale. <laughs> I do not hate dogs. He hates just dogs. One. Just one. Specifically I saw him, one. I saw him kick a dog. Still brutal. one. Once again, just one dog. <laughs> what is brewing Ohio? What is brewing Ohio? Uh, a couple cool things. We've got a good uh, Athens kind of things. Basically, what we're going to talk about today is uh, the hot nut, penguins, and marshmallows. I know uh, some of those words. Yeah, they're all they're all everybody's favorite. Uh, the hot nut uh, is a piping hot coffee at Tony's Tavern in Athens, uh, and. There is a brewery uh, that we have had on the show recently, the Brew Kettle. Ah, I love the Brew Kettle. Strongsville. uh, Yeah, it's up in Strongsville, but it's from uh, founded by some OU alums, and they have teamed up with uh, Tony's Tavern along with uh, Hoof Hearted Coffee and uh, Heggie's Hazelnuts and 50 West Brewing. That's a whole lot of collaboration. This is a mega Ohio collaboration and a mega beer itself. It's called OU Oh Yeah. It's 11.5%. Oh, damn. It's a coffee that's 11.5%. It is an imperial stout coffee hazelnut beer, 11.5%. Six packs. Six packs of this beer are currently available at the Brew Kettle locations up in Strongsville and other statewide locations. Get more about this heavy beer and heavy ohio collab at thebrewkettle.com uh we've also got a small brewery that doesn't really hasn't really had a tap room yet so not a lot of people know about them but you guys are familiar with uh the y town youngstown home of the penguins pd and them boys penguin city brewing is about to have a brand new big old tap room in a distributing warehouse they purchased the 32,000-square-foot Republic Warehouse in downtown Youngstown, uh, and they will develop that property into a production facility and their very first public tap room. 
Uh, so in the summer of 2021, you folks up in Northeast Ohio have a new brewery to visit, the Penguin City Brewing in Youngstown, Ohio. And finally, guys, we go to a lovely brewing company called Dank House Brewing. Dank. They made a big upgrade to their brew house uh, earlier in the year to keep up with the demand for their beers. And with that increased capacity, they are now able to brew enough to can their highly sought after. We're going to have to have this one on the show. We got to go find this one. Their hazy IPA and their fruited sour ales. They've got uh, mm. different lines of both their hazy IPAs and sour ales. Uh, they are located in Newark, Ohio, or Newark, if you're from the East Coast. Uh, if you haven't been out there, go visit Newark and the uh, wonderful downtown Newark area, as, lo- as well as the uh, largest basket in the world out that way, too. It's one big basket. Yeah, one big basket. <laughs> uh, the brewery's flagship hazy IPA uh, it's uh, out there as well it's called super fantastic it's a part of this um, stay berry puffed that's the unique one a part of this it is a raspberry cherry and marshmallow sour that's a lot of sour that is a lot of sour but marshmallow in there as well you won't find another beer out there with marshmallow and I don't think you can marshmallow think sour that yeah Marshmallow sour. They've also got a pineapple blunt cake that's a sa- pineapple sour out there with cherry and birthday cake flavors. Always up for those blunt cakes. You can get those interesting cake beers along with the hazy IPA from Dank House Brewing. Uh, they're available in cans now. And guys, all those wonderful beers are what's brewing in Ohio, along with our special Christmas ale episode coming out next week. Nice. We're talking a little bit more about the college football playoff as it is kind of the news that has dominated the day and the weekend. Um, All the bowls have been announced, I guess, for the the next couple weeks. Uh, First, guys, we want to talk about the Bearcats coming out well out of the college football playoff. Uh, Do make it as a group of five team to the Peach Bowl, playing Georgia 12-30 Eastern on January 1st, uh, the Bearcats play the Georgia Bulldogs. Zach, yeah. first first look, kind of, what are your thoughts on this game and uh, whether you thought it was deserving? I'm, I'm, ex- I'm as an even Ohio State fan, but obviously you see one. I'm, I'm honestly most excited about that game. Um, I'm off that day, so I'm excited to get to watch. There's actually two bowl games on that. That's January 1st, right? Um so I'm pretty excited. Both of my kind of like marquee bowl matchups I'm looking at outside of the playoff, obviously. I'm looking yeah, at which the, is that night too. Yeah, which is that night. You're right. But I mean, kind of early day, you know, both uh, we got noon and one um, is the Auburn Northwestern game as well. Very excited to see how Northwestern holds up. I think uh, that's a pretty uh, favorable, favorable matchup, matchup yeah. for them as well. Um but yeah, we'll 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 stick kind of more to Cincinnati late um, against Georgia. That's that's an interesting matchup. I like Cincinnati's defense, and you know we're talking. What's the big knock on Georgia? Has a great defense though. Yeah, but it, you're probably talking at two of the top defenses in the country. But yep. I think Georgia's offense has been atrocious to eh, all year. I mean, yeah. And like my I biggest think, curiosity with that game is like what the over under line is going to get set at. Right. 
43, right. 45. Yeah. They're, you know, and I think, yeah, you see at times can look a little bit limited on offense, but I, I, I trust, honestly, I trust Des Ritter. Yeah, I, I think he can make enough plays with his feet that he can he can score some key points. And I think you see shown at different points in this year, and I think against an AAC that is disrespected as a conference that he's shown at different points that they can they can go down with him and Michael Warren. They can go down and they can, you know, score some points when they need to. They can move the ball a little bit. They've got they definitely need to. I think they got kind of I don't want to say screwed, but like you definitely had a tougher time getting out of the gate with the running game, having not played in a month. Not to make excuses, the Bearcats were horrible at the line, both with penalties and just with getting any sort of protection or any yeah. sort of lanes created. They got to do a better job of that. But I think they will. going up against Georgia. You got, you but I think they will. Yeah. I think if you're asking me, and it's kind of same. I'm I'm worried about Ohio State, but if you're gonna give some a uh, little bit of a uh, positivity, I think the same thing for UC is the idea of we got a month to prepare, right? You got a whole well, no, well at this point you got about yeah. two weeks. Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking a month, but you know you got a couple weeks, right? So you got a couple weeks of practice, you got a couple weeks of gotta, you know, study film kind of work out some wrinkles and different things for them. Um, yeah, great makes a good point. It's not, I said a month because normally you have a month. Yeah, it's normally not, you do, it's not yeah. a month this year. Um, but I, 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 you know, I have to go with Georgia, I mean, I have to go with UC over Georgia, and I, I, I like Northwestern over Auburn. Yeah, I think the one thing that is at least most positive for me yeah. is I, I, if I had my way as far as you know, UC not playing in the playoff, I would have liked to see them play what the committee thought would be the best non-playoff team in Texas A&M. But yeah, I think yeah. them still playing what the committee thinks to be a top-10 team, especially an SEC team, so you can get the comparison to the Alabamas and everything else in the world, that's where I would want to be. Yeah. And I think I am very intrigued on how Cincinnati plays against Georgia and I think they can beat them, and I think they can beat them solidly. And, you know, one of the more interesting things I saw from the playoff committee was, hey, for a lot of these teams like BYU and UCF, you have to build up a brand. You have to have several good seasons right. to move yourself into playoff contention. Oh, yeah. And if they can bully a Georgia team, set themselves up for next year, then maybe you have a chance if you run the table, but at least it gives you a little bit of respect. For your other game, Northwestern-Auburn, I mean, if you look if you look someone in the face that's not biased, I am biased towards Northwestern, but you look at someone and you say, hmm. Peyton Ramsey, Bo Nix. Who are you trusting I mean, in that you're game? you going to ask me? Yeah, Peyton Ramsey. Seen, yeah, I, I said that. I, I will, uh, I, will um, I think I have a pretty good objective view on this. I, 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 um, I trust Pat Fitcher. That, here's the thing. Yeah. What you're going to get with Northwestern, and I think it's what you get with a lot of those. A solid team. With, with a lot of those mid-tier Big Ten teams that you don't get with other mid-tier conferences, I always think the Big Ten does very well is, they don't beat themselves, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. they don't have the athleticism, but they play smart football. 
they they play you know I they like, play snow football yeah they play small they they play a lot of men don't break and they're gonna force you to nickel and dime it down the field and I think honestly what what it what shocked Ohio State a little bit was Nebraska or not Nebraska sorry Northwestern kind of changed it up a little bit right they got a little more aggressive and I think you'll see that continue against Auburn. Like I, they, they kind of like you know our our corners can play one on one with some of these dudes and they can they have some talented corners yeah, out there and I think they will do that I think they will Bo Nix has shown even with no pressure that he will throw interceptions so I think well and I think that's the biggest difference maker for them I'll stand by they went through a couple rough weeks there at the end but I still stand by Peyton Ramsey runs a very efficient offense at Northwestern. And I just yeah. think their care of the ball, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their efficient drives down the field will outweigh yeah. a team like Bo Nix that is prone to maybe turning the ball over a little bit more. He, yeah. he will turn the ball over. Yeah, Josh. And then on that early game, the, the Peach Bowl, what are your thoughts? I mean, as a UC fan, Cincinnati getting Georgia, obviously disappointed, but... What are your thoughts on the opportunity that Cincinnati has facing the Bulldogs? I want to make it very clear. Yeah? What are you making clear? I'm disappointed. Well, yeah. Disappointed. I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. Not mad. What has transpired. But we do have a great opportunity to take down an SEC team in almost, you would say, their home bowl Taking down Georgia in yeah, Peach it's Bowl. in Atlanta. Georgia in Atlanta, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, their home bowl. Um, they're allowing uh, eighteen thousand fans in. I was gonna say plus plus side for UC is you know it's not like you said it's only eighteen thousand fans, right? So it's not gonna have that overwhelming feeling for them of being on the road, right? And so I think the one thing, and I think the thing that helps the most most of all from that standpoint is that the Bearcats are really struggling on both sides of the ball, penalties at the line right now, false starts, offsides, what have you. At the line, they're getting way too many penalties to go up against a team like Georgia or any or any team for that matter. We saw how much it inhibited them against Tulsa. There were drives that just stalled because of false starts. You couldn't get stops on defense because of offsides penalties. That can't that kind of thing can't happen. Right. And you have to be able to create a little bit more protection and open up a little bit more of a lane on the offensive side of the ball in the trenches there. If they can achieve all those things, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses, but they hadn't played in a couple months. So to come out oh, yeah. and try and, you know, just hop back into it, now I think they're gonna be able to get a little bit more momentum going with this win and some practices going into bull season and if they show up, 12:30 kickoff. Who knows what you could see out of either of those two teams early. Uh, it's a weird early kick in the day. time. Yeah. It's a weird kick time. So we'll it, see. It but if the Bearcats off. can achieve all those and continue momentum, continue getting better, right. I like their chances here. Yeah. So I guess going up, going on that, we talked about the Bearcats, talked about the Buckeyes, and some of their their bowl games. Um, as far as the rest of the field, obviously there's a. Uh, Kind of a lack of bowl games because of some cancellations, some teams, you know, opting out. Uh, Zach, as far as the rest of the field, what what's your favorite bowl game? What's something that you're kind of looking forward um, to, kind of under the radar? Outside the of, uh, you know, we head on the Northwestern, and obviously Cincinnati and Ohio State. Um, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I agree. The rest of the bowl field is kind of eh. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by the Indian Ole Miss Outback Bowl. Um, 
I'm bummed that Michael Penix isn't going to play. I think that would create a much more different dynamic. But I'm still intrigued more from the Indiana defensive side playing a, a potent Lane Kiffin offense of what they're if, – if, you know, I mean, if they're able to keep Ole Miss the 20, 27 points to me, that shows how much better the Big Ten defenses are. You know what I'm saying right. from an Ohio State fan's perspective, um, even if they lose that game. So I'm intrigued by that that game, honestly. That's kind of my other game. I'm, I mean, there's, I don't know, Oregon, Iowa State, <laughs> Texas A and North Carolina. That's know. pretty, uh, yeah. yeah can, I, I, can I give you a few yeah. uh, under-the-radar ones that yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah, here? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, sure. I really like uh, Northwestern and Auburn at the Citrus Bowl. Well, we That'll be a good that. one. But yeah, one yeah. of the under-the-radar ones that I really like San Jose versus Ball State in the Arizona Bowl. I mean, that'll be fun. That's that, a that, very that'll be, uh, matchup be, yeah, of some no. yeah, Mac, there. Mac uh, Mountain West champions. Yeah. No, that'll be that'll be a good one. Uh, Oklahoma State, Miami. That's one of those where it could be a toss up. That's either yeah, going to be that's, a blowout or a decent game. That's going to be a fifty-five to you know forty-three game. Or UCF something. BYU. That could certainly be interesting uh, in the Boca yeah. Raton Bowl. Uh, Buffalo versus Marshall, another mid-major one going there. Buffalo yeah. really disappointed in the MAC championship game, but Marshall definitely a good squad. Oklahoma, Florida? in the Camellia Bowl. Yeah, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma, Florida. I mean, there are a lot of good ones out there. Uh, There's disapp- some solid bowl games. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'll not tell you the ones that I'm that, most man. disappointed in. Texas, Colorado, getting old school Big Twelve uh, yeah. matchup. That's now, yeah. That's like a th- yeah. That's a yeah, throwback that's game. That's a right throwback there. game. Some of the ones I'm disappointed in though are like the Cure Bowl with Coastal Carolina getting Liberty. Uh, Liberty, I think, is a little overrated for their. Uh, they're a little less that's than their not, record would suggest. That's not a game that's going to draw people in. Right, I, I really feel like Coastal Carolina should have been given a better opponent. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah. first responder bowl. You look at yeah. Louisiana, who was a team that beat a top ten team in Iowa State, only getting UTSA. Like, just kind of yeah. meh. That's not a. That's not an exciting matchup. I um, I will say, as far as the bowl that I'm looking most forward to, we already kind of mentioned it. I think it's kind of. What I guess college football looks at for the best of the rest, you don't get Texas A&M, but you get Oklahoma, Florida in the Cotton Bowl Classic. I'm interested to see if it's actually a good game or kind of a slot fest, which is something that, you know, you might see. Uh, Interested to see Spencer Rattler versus Kyle Trask, kind of the young gun versus the, you know, the old head in that game should be some it should be at least a good game on uh you know December 30th and then the mm-hmm. other one kind of an under the radar early uh noon eastern on New Year's Eve you have the Armed Forces Bowl you have Tulsa versus Mississippi State uh Mississippi State has been a pretty bad team this year yeah. but yeah kind of a honestly as far as the SEC goes mediocre has beaten some teams kept it close once again 14 points with uh, Texas A&M team. So would be a game that, as far as an AAC fan, something that you'd like to see Tulsa kind of flex their muscles and would be something very cool to see. Going up against one of the uh, legendary coaches of college football, uh, Mike Leach at Mississippi State. And it would be one of those things, if the AAC can flex their muscles a couple times against the SEC, maybe something that leads to a little bit more respect going forward. I want to, um, you know, I know we kind of touched on them. I want to go ahead, you know, besides this and our holiday show, we're not going to cover 
the rest of it. I, I want to get some, uh, you know, we got Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. I want to get some uh, some predictions on the board here from, you know, the winners of those games, champion. Yep. What are you guys looking at? Josh? It's it's. And tough. I think we all agree, I think both these games could be blowouts or yeah. they could be close. I don't know. They're just so much unknown right now. Uh, as far as the Alabama-Notre Dame game goes, I just feel like I was watching the Alabama-Florida game last night. Yeah. Florida was playing a great game. Great game. They, they just could not couldn't heat, they just could up. not yeah. I mean the whole entire game it was yeah. like they were one step behind Alabama. Right. They could not get the defensive stop and even when they could Alabama held held the fourth down. They could not they could not move the ball even when they did get the defensive stop. Yeah. So I just worry about even if Notre Dame can hang in there, Alabama seems impenetrable right now. Oh, they do. So they, they look unbelievable. I see Alabama going to the national championship. As far as Clemson, Ohio State goes, I worry about Ohio State's secondary most yeah, of all. Exactly. There were a couple yeah. drives in that Big Ten championship game where Northwestern just had, yeah, I mean, ten yards around their receivers. Well, they, yeah, they're given cushions. I don't know. The, the, this is the coaching for me for Ohio State. That's yeah, it's, it's the weak. I don't, I don't it's the weak zone they play. They don't yeah. have the depth and yeah. the athletes right now and the experience to play that deep of a zone right now. And I no. just worry about. Trevor Lawrence and what he's able to do in carving he up would that carve type it up. of defense. They're going to have to change up massively. It's That's be a I, I see that game game. being the potential blowout, unfortunately. I, like yeah. I said, I, I think, think both, both of them could be. be yeah. yeah, but I, I so honestly... you got Bama, Clemson. I see Bama, Clemson. Who you got in a Bama-Clemson match, which I think we all know. I think we're all three leaning the same way for national champions. Yeah, right I hate now. to I say it, Bama but I just, just I think Alabama is impenetrable right now. I mean, yeah, Harris is... I mean, they, they, every part of their game looks unstoppable right now. No, yeah. I'm not going to knock you on any of that. That's why I would say yeah. the Bearcats could take anyone except Alabama-Clemson. That's fair. Those two teams just look Honestly, unstoppable right Clemson, now. Just not Bama. Bama is just on yeah, a different I, level. I'm going to agree with you. I think the the easiest takes for me are Bama's going to, I mean, just shit pump Notre Dame. Yeah. Probably win. I would say they win the national championship by more than two touchdowns. Oh yeah. I would say honestly, the best game of the playoff is going to be Clemson Ohio State. Hopefully, I think Clemson's defense has some flaws. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think Ohio State keeps in it. I don't know who wins that game, but my only thought is Alabama's the best team by far. Damn. I think the game that you're going to want to watch as far as the playoff is the. Say the Sugar game. Bowl, 8 p.m. on January right. 1st, Clemson, Ohio uh-huh. State. I think that's going to yeah. be – I don't know if it's going to be one touchdown, but I think it'll be the yeah. most competitive game that we see in the playoffs. I think either one of those games could be blowout with the, the higher seed winning by a lot. Um, yeah, Bama, Notre Dame, no shot for Notre Dame. No offense. That game's – why even play it? The game's over. Um you know, high state Clemson talents there. They can yeah, compete. a lot of talent. They can compete. A lot of talent. And I, because they have a couple weeks to get ready, and there's a lot of. I mean, Ryan Day talked about it. I was kind of shocked by that. He even said, "Yeah, we're still, we're still upset about last year." You know, what I mean, sometimes you give a yeah, little. Yeah, you, you do have that. Sweeney will say. I think Dabo Sweeney will say something fucking stupid, as an always. To kind of hype him Extra up. I'm not going to yeah. guarantee, but I, I will go Homer a little bit, and I will. Um, I'll get Ohio State-Bama. Bama gets their rematch from 14. 
As much as I'm a State fan, I have not seen anything that would lead me to believe that anybody can beat Alabama. Ohio so I'm still going to go Bama. Ohio State or Clemson's defense cannot stop uh, no. Bama's offense. Like, so I'm going to go. I'm going to get Ohio State to two and two in the semifinals and one and one in the national championship. I, as much as it hurts to say, I. Bama's gonna stop. I think Bama wins it. I think we're all three in consensus there. There's just nothing we have seen that would lead you to believe that anybody can topple Bama. So, um, so Bama, then uh, Bama across the board over here. Yep. Let us know, guys, uh, at Thirty Racket Sports, who you got winning the Natty. Do you have Bama? Do you have some sort of upset in Clemson or Ohio State or maybe going crazy and seeing Notre Dame? <laughs> uh, what do you think is the best bowl game? I mean, a lot of people say, you know, maybe it's that Cincinnati-Georgia game. Maybe it's that, uh, you know, Florida-Oklahoma game. A lot of great bowl games to be looking forward to. Let us yeah. know at 30 Rack Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our, for our next segment, we have the over and the under. We have a little bit of uh, cashing in on some previous overs and unders. Josh, for whatever reason, you've been keeping stats on our amazing or terrible bets. So uh, what kind of results do we have? That is what I promised. We would revisit these ones. Uh, we were, uh, do we really need to? We hold ourselves accountable on like any other sports show, right? You can make crazy things. and That's then they what never I thought leave. I was We hold ourselves to accountable at this you show. You should call Coward. Holding himself responsible. Never. 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 We're men of integrity here. We're going to hold ourselves responsible to our collective record. So if you only got one right, I I think you're removed from the show. I think that's kind of how this works. You're no longer valid to be involved. We're going to have to find a new talent. Sounds like you guys need to find a new place to record. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, we've got three... Uh, we've got six overall to revisit. We've got three that are win totals for teams, and then we've got three uh, futures on championships for I leagues. remember picking a lot of win totals correctly. So, well, so, I mean, if we're going to go through every single one of them, then uh, I, I've oh, won more than one. Chill out. Relax. We, we got some good ones in there. It's uh, so testy over We'll here. start off with one that we all, and I'm sure anybody who, anybody anywhere in the world who took the over, as we all three of us did, missed this bet we're going to start with going back to episode 34 when we talked over under on the ohio state buckeyes set it just couldn't get it done oh well they didn't play fucking games yeah eight and a half they didn't even play thanks kevin warren you piece of shit yeah Yeah, it paid off as uh as a push because of all the cancels i would i would say that's a push i would hope hope that most uh, books would uh refund your money for that one because they did not even play Eight games. They have an opportunity to play a game. Didn't play nine games. If you took the over on that, you would need at least nine games and then to go undefeated, which is what we said would happen. They didn't even get that opportunity. On to professional football for the what Browns. What about Northwestern overs? Uh, well, oh, oh, this seems very selective over here. <laughs> very selective. For the Browns. We're going back to episode 28. He's not even going to bring it up. All right, Browns. We're well, moving on the Browns. And he should be happy about this, but he was such a sourpuss at the time. <laughs> 
Episode 28. I we, hate myself. I don't know what to tell you. We looked at the Browns' total wins <laughs> over under at eight and a half. I took the over. Zach, yes, sir. You took the over. I as well took the over. And I remember when we got to the end of that episode, we got to Greg, and he was all sourpuss. He was like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Hate me. The Browns are looking pretty, and they just clinched this over last week, um, or two weeks ago, I guess. Um, You know what? You should take that Jim Brown jersey off right now. Take it off. Take it off. I have been through the pain. My entire life. Take it life. off and burn it, goddammit. My entire life. He should wear this proudly because it's one of the first times in his life he can wear this Browns jersey, and it is Ooh. a winning season. Uh, I'm sorry, this the is over. the third season. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. 02. Hey. 07. That's calling from a guy who wishes they still had Andy Dalton at quarterback. But oh, more better season than Ryan Finley, baby. That brings us. To my great hour of shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who picked the Bengals? Yeah, you oh. talk big shit about the fucking Bengals. Yeah, what did you pay? Yeah, 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 it couldn't Come have been on. any more. It was like two and a half. Yeah. Come on. Any more? Any more than four and a half, right? No. No, he said they were in like seven fucking games. No, he said they were an eight and eight team. I promised seven. That's what I promised. I remember. I remember. No, you're not that stupid, are you? Episode 28, Bengals, five and a half over under. Damn. You two wise gentlemen took the under. Five and a half? In what? No, Josh talked universe. Josh talked big game. Homeboy thought they I were did. gonna even after I had said they shouldn't even play him this year because he would get hurt. And Josh said, "Ba ba 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 ba." Then is he even gonna be able to make it back next year? No. Will they win five and a half it's games be in two years? It's gonna be a stretch for him to get back next year. Will they win five and a half games over because their offensive line sucks dick? And I called it. <laughs> they should have started blind Ryan Finley the whole year and just let him be a battering ram, not a ram. Be a all right, so a bangle, a bangle. <laughs> Those are our three teams. No, 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 no. What did you? What did? You, what did? What did I, we I was, all? What I did we all say? Over. I took the over. Yeah, but what? What kind of big game did you talk? I talked uh, seven games. Jeez. So wait, wait. What is their record right now? Uh, not a good one. Two, is it like two, two, ten, and one? Yeah. They with their last loss this week, they clinched <laughs> uh, the under. So this. they their best record could be five, ten, and one. Yes, sir. So they're not going to get to seven wins. That's correct, sir. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so that's our three team win totals. Uh, through those, uh, I am one and two, as are you, Greg, one and two. Zach, uh, coming in two and oh on the uh, win roll totals. Roll and roll and roll We move on roll to our championship in. futures, which in the future, I think we're going to move to our who you got segment and out of yeah. the over-under segment. Okay. But... For our league futures, we have to go back to episode 25 when we first came back. We did the MLB, the NHL, NBA, as they were all going into their bubbles or not bubbles. For the MLB, the favorite was the Los Angeles Dodgers at plus 380. Dodgers won the World Series. Yeah, they did. Zach, you took the Cleveland Indians <laughs> or Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland Baseball Club, as they are now yeah, at, uh, at a plus 2,500 odds. You know, I'm a homer, Brand. I respect it. I respect Yeah, I thought it was a good value, 2,500. Yeah. That pitching? You didn't know the pitching was going to fucking implode until you're like, it's fucking Cleveland. Yeah, it was going to fucking implode. Well, no matter how good, you're, good or bad your pitching is. I mean, is, it's Cleveland, so I don't know what to tell We'll you. get to this in my pick, but no matter how good or bad your pitching was, you had no hitting. 
Wait, scoring runs is important. The, the two playoffs? best pitching staffs Apparently. in baseball had no off. But no, it's the thing. The Indians scored runs in the playoffs. They scored runs yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a team that had great pitching mm. and at times great hitting, but just couldn't put it all together, Greg, you took the Oakland Athletics at plus twenty two hundred. Damn. Any any words there? <laughs> No. You know, if the Astros weren't still cheating, then uh, maybe oh, it could happen. Oh, jeez. I mean, like, look, I can't foresee bending the rules. Uh, Dusty <laughs> Baker's a fuck, and I will never forgive him for 2003. So, uh, yeah, really no other comments on that. Leave him out there. He'll work himself out of the inning. I he- took uh, the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> also at the same odds as Greg's Oakland pick. Plus 2,200. They had better odds than the Indians? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they did. I mean, everyone thought that when you look at that lineup on paper uh, going into the, the season. The Reds? Yeah, Joey Votto, that guy that hasn't been good Moose, like seven Mike years. Stuck. Okay. That's stupid. Let us have this one. All we right, were all, all right, clear right, wrong right, yeah. the, the favorite for that Neither one. Neither of them did shit. So favorite for the MLB one, the Dodgers at plus 380. For the NHL, uh, Zach. <laughs> You uh, took, uh, as you sit in front of the Ohio flag on our set here, you took the homeboys. The favorites for the NHL Stanley Cup were tied between the Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 650. The Lightning won it, but I was looking at value bets. I was looking at value bets. If that that seven-overtime game goes a different way. You're right, yeah. Then maybe the Blue Jackets was, beat the I Lightning was, and run the table. I, I was think, taking a value bet there. I think that's the best value bet. I think that's the best bet because that has been taken. Because hockey, of all the sports, is uh, much more of a crapshoot yeah, in the and playoffs. Like and I said, like, I mean, yeah, fuck it. We, you take it deep into that overtime, and yeah. puck scoots the other way. A couple other t- t- scenarios mm-hmm. in that game, and you're right there at plus 6,500 exactly. for the Blue Jackets. By the way, then he's swimming. By the way, I want to officially announce. Mulling on hockey. My team starts next year. Uh, go Kraken. So. All right. Yeah. I'm a Seattle Kraken Take fan now, guy. and we're going to. Uh, all right. We're going to a Kraken game, then. We are. We're definitely going right. to a Kraken game. We'll go to a San Jose Kraken game. We'll, we'll fly out to San Jose. Cincinnati we'll Cyclones mm-hmm. longtime voice taking over for the Kraken voice. Real? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. Uh, Greg, you took Pittsburgh Penguins at plus <sighs> 1,500. Sidney Crosby. You like, you like them in the Eastern there. Is an actual bum. <laughs> The city of Pittsburgh is full of bums, and I will never trust them again. I, I love don't know it. what to tell you. Spoken like a true Cleveland fan. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, you guys took some like high-value ones. I took a little bit more in the middle there. I was hoping the Vegas Golden Knights could have pulled it up plus 800. Defense wasn't quite there this season and uh, missed on that. So, again, like the MLB in the NHL, we go uh, – Ofer on that Ofer one. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, we all. So Zach still leads 2-0. Greg and I each at one. Uh, what, baby? I should be fucking gambling yes. right now. Excuse me. Two and two. and two. One and four. I'm going to take one next month's three. mortgage payment. I'm going to take next month's Greg mortgage payment. I'm going to go ahead and throw down on some... Uh, I'm really good, apparently. You guys suck. I don't know. When thing. we talk about uh, who had the best odds win here, we move to the association. Uh, favorites here were the Milwaukee Bucks or the Los Angeles Lakers at plus 250. Uh, Zach, you took the other side of Los Angeles with the Clippers at plus 333. That was, I thought that was a good value bet. I mean, it was. No, no, no. That was a stupid bet. I took the value bet. You took the favorites. Let's not. You took the Bucks out. as a value okay. No, he took uh, Greg I here. I took the Rockets yeah, as Greg, a value that's bet. That's a stupid bet. 
Well, Fat James Harden. James Harden will never win a championship. He has nothing to do with championships. Paul George will never he win goes, a championship. He took off days to go to Seiko strippers. He took, he's like, I, I don't feel good. I'm going to go Paul, to Vegas. Paul and George go, As you cheated on his we, coach's daughter. Don't you dare baller, talk to me. Baller that. move, bro. Baller don't move. Don't you dare try That's to throw. That's a championship throwing move. Throwing stones at glass not, fucking not, not showing up to work because you were in Vegas last night at strip clubs. Hey, you'll all, remember man. one of the great sports hey, moments up- of 2020 was crispy, saucy wings from that Atlanta strip club. So, uh, shout those out to my wings guy, look Lula. delicious, though. Have I you seen pictures of them? Those I lemon pepper I buy, I buy more into it that he did go for the wings because those wings looked amazing. So I will give Greg a good value pick there because they were plus 1,600. But I did take the favorite here at plus 250, the Los Angeles Lakers, who figured okay. it out. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was worried that they had too much celebrity on the team. Put money on them again this year. Drama. I don't think I'd do hey, that. Listen, what, what, Go what? on the limb once in a while. Why don't you, why don't you pick some bets? You know what I mean? It's always the favorites and then you your took team. took the Cincinnati Reds to take the World Series. Yeah, well, that's series. your team. That's a homer. That's, that's, a, homer that's a homer. That's a stupid bet. Well, when you look at all of our bets, uh, Zach and I both came in at two and four. Uh, I'm going to give myself the win there because I had the better value with the Lakers. Oh, my Sorry. God. The better value with the Lakers? You picked the... Producers, producers. Well, producers, uh, producers yeah, the better uh, value Greg, pick. Greg had the one and five record. Could in- you pick a more front runner of a team than the Los Angeles? Okay, whatever. Hey, Jeez. Josh, I, if, if you want to play this game with me, Every single NBA game, I will pick with you against the spread. Oh, I'm not doing that. And we will every playoff game, and we will figure out who does better in that. I'm not going up against I if there's one I bet, I bet Josh would do better. I will take you on every game as an alternate bet. Every every game every game in the playoffs. I've seen your, your betting. I've seen your gambling. It's name, fucking a pr- name it's fucking stakes. atrocious. Every, every Have you watched NBA a sport play. game? Have you ever watched an athletic event? I think I, think I will. I will make you cry. Into the ground. Whoever at your house may be crying more will be swept under the rug by you crying when I kick your <laughs> ass in every NBA playoff game. I do not want to hear it. Okay, Josh. Greg. Uh, all right. Well, after that, uh, a fucking moment. ego over here. <laughs> atrocious right now. If, if you've been listening to those bets and taking along with us, I guess after three over unders on win totals and championship futures, we went a collective five and thirteen. Making money, baby. Which is, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll again say we had the the good values there, so I think we'll come. We out hold on ourselves accountable on this breaking show. Breaking we 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 hold ourselves accountable, do we not? If you want me to post my bets every day, then uh, you'll be making money. No one wants to see that sadness. Yeah, no, no one wants no. to see that. Up forty bucks this week. I don't know. What to tell but you. Like that's we, sad. Like you'll hear in our Christmas show, we're hoping for better things in twenty twenty one. We'll go on a run here with our over unders. So that is our over under cashier segment to wrap up the twenty twenty season. We get into our cheers at the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of Thirty Rack of Sports. Uh, guys, good week, tough week, uh, you know, good week, Buckeyes and Bearcats winning championships, tough week for the Bearcats missing out on the college football playoff. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Who are you cheersing this week? Uh, my cheers is a big baseball cheers to the Negro League, uh, baseball players who are finally, finally 
getting their much deserved. And William Mays way is going to attack onto that home run. Yeah, yeah, they are finally getting included into Major League Baseball's statistics and everything. So, so many good players now. Cool so Papa Bell. Yeah, we'll have Papa yeah. Bell, Sam Jethro, yeah. uh, Satchel Satch. Page. Satchel. Yeah, Satch up there. Uh, Josh yeah. Gibson. Josh like, Gibson. So many of those yeah. guys who have such incredible stats yeah. finally getting in. It was only until 1997 until these guys actually got their like pensions from the league. That's t- like yeah. All this is way overdue. Shout out to Major League Baseball and I can't. So to hate Rob Manfred, Manfred, who is the worst, but he did finally one thing did something right. right. Yeah, way overdue. Good for baseball for getting those guys yeah. their due. Because you know what? If they would have had the opportunity, they would have put up similar numbers against I'm, MLB pitching. Absolutely. Because that league was just as good. They you were could probably tell better oh, based yeah. on the yeah. players. They were probably better. Um, Dra- or, uh, Zach, who are you cheersing? I want to. I want to shout out uh, Trey Sermon. Uh, he broke Eddie George's single game high state rushing record. Uh, and only 331 yards, which if you watch that game, you're like, he could have 450 yards. Um, I, I do want to shout him out, though. He came over, um, was probably the best back at Oklahoma, and graduated and came to Ohio State. And kind of most of the years seemed very timid and kind of frustrated at multiple times. But uh, showed out Saturday. It's kind of what gives me hope against Clemson is that I yeah. I think Ohio State can run the ball on anybody and um hopefully I think he's Need turning him to the, step up. Yeah, I think he's turning the corner and I think what he did breaking tackles, doing all all sorts of things. Um but either way it's kind of cool to think for him that he came here for one year and he's uh the all-time single game record holder for a t- in, in a big game. Four straight, four straight uh Big 10 champions. So uh I want to congratulate Trey on that performance. Yeah, I mean, huge game for Trey Huge Sermon. game. Basically took over the game. Uh, my cheers is going to go to a guy, uh, a new guy to the state of Ohio, a guy who who feels like he's been here for a while, has the mentality of a Northeast Ohio guy. I'm going with Isaac Okoro. Uh, had a uh, game-winning basket in the preseason for uh, the Cavs versus the Pacers. Uh, my guy that's been putting in work and, you know, when you're rooting for the Cavs, sometimes it's just either let's try not to embarrass ourselves or, or hope LeBron comes back. <laughs> so it's good to see a guy that kind of embodies that Northeast Ohio toughness and uh, that grit and you know has really shown that he wants to be here. And I think that's the yeah. most important thing for you know a guy that comes to a place like this. Uh, big shout-out to Isaac Okoro. And big shout-out to uh, the listeners for the show. Thank you so much for listening to another edition. We will have a Christmas episode. Yeah, we do have uh, our special have edition that, yeah. episode for the holidays next week. Yeah, we recorded it earlier today. Uh, a fun little journey, a little Christmas ale journey from Cincinnati up to Cleveland. A uh, lot of good times. So uh, lots to be excited about next week, guys. And I will I'll also say I might be out for a couple weeks, but as much as Greg wants me gone forever, I will be back. Yeah, a little bit of... Uh, Maybe some musical co-hosts coming in here early January, but uh, the one thing we can guarantee you is we will still be drinking beer, having takes, and uh, kicking out shows yeah. starting in early January, yeah, Josh. stuck with us through the COVID break and everything. And things will be a little weird here as we get started in 2021, but you can always keep 30 Rack in mind for your Ohio craft beer takes and Ohio sports talk. And your Browns. And your Browns hopefuls. Hopefulness. 
as they play versus the Giants. I really tonight. hope the Browns get that wild card matchup on Nickelodeon, man. I, I'm all in on that. I'm all. I in watched on the that. Packers game on Nickelodeon. That was rough. Oh, I'm all in on sucks. that. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week for a Christmas episode, and then uh, may have a few interesting episodes to start January. But we will be back better than ever, ready for some great takes. Thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports. Peace.